0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week we're finally talking about Stranger Things Season 3 because I don't know how to use a calendar. (laughs) Uh, With me as always, John. I am beside myself. (laughs) And our newest member, Jessica. Hello! So we have a few uh, news items to talk about this 4th of July weekend. I hope everybody had a good holiday. And uh, then we'll we'll talk a little bit about Spider-Man Far From Home. And then get into the first episode of Stranger Things season three. So we have a full packed episode. Let's go ahead and get started. So uh, Taika Waititi, he has he's going to be making Akira. I know, John. John, are you a big fan of that anime? I am a very consolidated fan. It,
2: it can, elaborate. Yeah. It's uh, it's powerful, but it's compact.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah. I understand its significance in nerd culture, but I've never been a big fan of the actual anime. To, now, To your own detriment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I understand that they're going to go more off the manga instead of the anime for the movie that Taika was
2: making. So basically that just means it's going to be more insane than they could. Be. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. They,
1: they, they toned it down for the anime. They did, yeah. Um, but we have a casting call set up. Uh, that breakdown went out for um, the movie. And as we see, we have Jun, male, put to play Japanese English speaking. Uh, Kochi, male, 18 to 24, to play Japanese English speaking. Misa, female, 18 to 30, female, to play uh, Japanese English speaking. So it sounds like he's, he's going to stick with an Asian cast.
0: It's usually a good decision nowadays. I
1: mean. <laughs> I, there was a lot of talks of like, sp- instead of being new, Neo-Tokyo, it was going to be in Neo-New new York. York. Yeah. Hello. So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, yes, you should stick, you, they should probably stick with J- Japanese uh, <laughs> actors in this. So uh, does this make you feel any better or any worse? I, Jessica, you said you don't really know the material.
0: I don't. I know. I know it. I watch anime. It's just like one of those anime movies, like even though I know it's. One, you should watch. Right. I just haven't gotten around to watching Makes it yet. Makes sense. Um, it's one of the so few like, that
1: I've actually watched, so I'm on or, the other side of the boat. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty sad that you've watched it. <laughs>
0: um, but I know it's very well loved, so they better get the casting right. So, And if it calls for Japanese characters, then it should have Japanese, Japanese characters.
2: I mean, the whole thing takes place in Japan. It's very Japan Japan-centric. Uh, everything that's... Um, you know happens and there's kind of a parallel also to i want to say um, like the uh, hiroshima bombing because it basically takes place after japan's been rebuilt from another nuclear bomb from Mm. this time i believe world war three so i mean just keep it all there i don't know why you feel like you have to with the studios feel like they have to anglicize everything I mean, the, the story takes place there. It's centric to that area geographically and culturally. I mean, just keep it that way. Why not, you know? Keep trying to take everything. Uh, we
1: don't need to whitewash everything is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Some things, sure, but not this. <laughs> Some things, okay. Uh, well... Henry Cavill is going to be playing Sherlock Holmes. He, he I mean, it's it's whether it's up in the air whether or not he's still going to be Superman. I think he should be. I think they should make that Man mm-hmm. of Steel too. It should happen. But uh, Henry Cavill is going to be Sherlock Holmes in the Enola Holmes story. So I guess there's a young adult female book called the Enola Holmes. Yeah. Um, she's the younger sister to Sherlock and Mycroft and. Henry Cavill has been cast uh, alongside Millie Bobby Brown, who we talk about for Stranger Things, mm-hmm. as Enola Holmes. So either one of you know anything about this book series?
0: Uh, no, it's a bit young rating okay. for me. Um, so I, I, From what I can tell from looking at it um, on Goodreads is that it's kind of sort of lower young adult, like probably a middle school level from just looks alone. So kind of
1: um, Nancy Drewish.
0: Yeah, that's what I would say. You know, it's like the little sister of Sherlock Holmes, like going out and. Doing her own detective work, but so I don't know a lot about the source material, but I'm definitely excited with the casting of it. I feel like okay, that'd be pretty good.
1: So Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill, uh I th- Both think British. Yeah, yeah, I think there was some. I can't remember who it is at the moment, but someone was was cast as their mother. Maybe it was Helena Bottom Carter.
0: I think yeah. Is I that think right? I saw that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think I've heard of a Mycroft yet. Do you think they would, they're would? they going to throw that in there? Do you have uh, any ideas for a Mycroft
2: Holmes? So they can have Uncle Holmes in there as well? What?
1: Uncle?
0: Mycroft. Mycroft is... It'd still that? be her brother. Yeah.
2: Older brother. Oh, that's
0: Mycroft right.
2: Mycroft is <laughs> Sherlock's so brother. So older brother Holmes is what I mean. Yes. To say yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Uncle. <laughs> I was thinking Bob's your uncle for some but reason. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, Very British saying. Yeah. It's just, it was just <laughs> swimming in my head. Uh, I, mean, I don't know why you'd have I mean he's not
1: a detective. He, no, he he's, works for the government, yeah. but he's just as deducive.
0: Yeah. He uses it in a different way. He yeah. doesn't yeah. use it to detect, he uses it to he's like influence do politics. G- yeah. and control yeah, people. He's, he's more
2: <laughs> of a bureaucrat. Probably. Yeah. But um I mean they I mean they could have one. Why not just get Stephen Fry again? I, I yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's pretty good at Mycroft.
1: So any, uh, any, any interest in seeing this movie when it comes out? Either one of you.
0: I love detective films. So. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Sherlock Holmes same. too. So I, I'm I'll a big fan of Sherlock Holmes stuff. It.
2: Yeah, I'm a sucker for Holmes um, stuff. You know, I've always liked their the books, the the show with Cumberbatch and the movies with uh, Downey Jr. Hmm. I I really enjoy them. Um, don't really watch elementary.
1: You don't? I, I watch it. It's the last yeah. season, but yeah.
2: But uh I mean it I heard it's basically the same thing, just also anglicized. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I'm I totally like, uh, into
1: I, I, I don't know if you know so Johnny Lee Miller plays Holmes in, in elementary mm-hmm. and Benedict Cumberbatch plays Holmes in uh Sherlock. Apparently they both did Frankenstein on stage where like one night one of them would play Dr. Frankenstein, the other one would play the monster, and then the next night they would switch. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. So that sounds kinky. It's, <laughs> I mean, not switching that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warner, Warner is going to... Warner Media is having their own streaming site, streaming platform. So just to add on to your monthly subscription of everything else, uh, most likely the name has been narrowed down. To being called HBO Max, so I'm guessing uh, we already talked about how they were going to lump in Cinemax and HBO into the streaming platform. Okay. Uh, you will have TNT, TBS, and a few other stuff. So um,
2: that explains Seinfeld's presence.
1: Yes, up there. Seinfeld's presence, Friends, um, and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones.
2: So they'll have friends too instead of the NBC app. Instead
1: of the NBC app, I guess it was a, a Warner Media thing. Huh. It might have been. That's true. Warner I... Brothers is the uh, studio
2: that produced it. Right. So maybe yeah. the
1: Universal was just the channel that distributed it. Yeah. Um, or NBC. Well, Universal NBC. Oh, they're the same thing. Yep. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so the HBO Max might be the thing it's going to be called. More than likely, one of the first shows they're going to have on there is an animated gremlins prequel series so you'll i think they they might have given it a name it's, Oh, secrets of the Mugwai. okay i mean how long has it been since we've had a uh gremlins movie gremlins to the new batch i'd say was it like 91 how long was it, it was 90 yeah 90, it was definitely
0: like very 90
1: late 80s yeah so we're talking tw- almost 20 years later yeah, pretty much. Uh, how, how how do you feel about going back to that pot?
0: I I liked the I liked the first movie. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it growing up, and I I really enjoyed a <laughs> twist on the Christmas story. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but I don't. I guess it has an audience now. Like I don't know. I'm not like super nostalgic over it, so mm. I'm, I'm not like excited to see a show about it. But
2: uh. John, uh, I like the first one because it's it's a uh, Kind of a comedy, but it still has some horror elements. I mean, Spike is really creepy. The second movie is more goofy.
1: So like yeah. that that uh was it Key and Peel sketch where they're they're if they're in the pitch meeting for uh uh Gremlins 2 and they're just like, Well, there are no wrong answers or something like that. Okay, well, how about you come in and one of the scientists makes him into a uh, flying gremlin with uh, with wing bat wings. He's like, yes, throw that in there. And they just keep going through that, just the whole thing. In. Put
0: it all in. Yeah,
1: put it all in. It's just they, they don't. Reject any ideas. For None the of the ideas were rejected. No. For like, that let's sequel. put Hogan in there.
0: It's gonna be sequel. People don't really care. Just do everything.
1: I mean, it is a fun movie. Yeah, I, it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's fun. But yes, the first one is much better. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Now I'm concerned
1: about. Is that a Joe Dante movie? Yes. Okay. Um, it's out of, out of that Spielberg house. That's why it's referenced in like a bunch of others. Like it's referencing Goonies. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
2: Uh, My concern is that this is going to be a cutesy cartoon a la the Ewoks mm. or the
1: Munchy Cheese. So you think this is going to be aimed more towards children instead of an animated show aimed towards adults who were children when Gremlins came out.
2: Yes, I think this is going to be more like look how cute the Gremlins are in their day-to-day activities in the wild or the, the jungle or whatever.
1: Well I guess that's a good question. Do we get the transformed Mogwais, the, the Gremlins, or do you think we're only going to stick with the furry Mogwais?
2: I'm guessing we're going to see the, the uh, I don't know what you even call them when they turn, but... I think we call them Gremlins. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the Gremlins. I'm guessing we're going to see them but not in a threatening capacity. More like just like oh, they're like the separate tribe. It's gonna be like the Elocks, uh, the the Eloy, and the Morlocks. You mm. Okay. Um, you know, like but but in a cutesy way. Like there's gonna be no real threats. Um, it'll just be like oh, we're the nice guys that you know collect berries during the day, and <laughs> whatever. And so oh, you- here come the mean gremlins coming over and causing trouble. You know.
1: I feel like it's it's like It's gonna be like Transformers It'll be the Decepticons and, and the Autobots It's like they yeah. both came From the same source But obviously one, one tribe is evil And one tribe is good And
2: yeah. then they shoot Purple lasers at each other Of like, course Don't yeah. hit anything Yeah
1: <laughs> Until you have to kill Optimus Oh, oh. Too soon <laughs> um, But I mean Do we get So the secrets of the Mogwai Obviously we're gonna find out Where they came from Is it mystical land Is it another dimension Is it outer space Like any ideas yes
2: well if they follow the original screenplay uh in the novelization it states that they're aliens they're not of this earth which is why they have these really weird rules and transformations and so on
1: um the one thing i always liked about the second movie was like, wh- how does time zones work? Like, is it oh, always yeah. midnight somewhere? So, is it is it have to be where the sun is in respect to where they are? Well, they mm-hmm. were
2: definitely kind of poking fun of that. It was very fourth wall breaking. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like, what if you're in an airplane and you fly over? <laughs> it was like, yeah, no. I mean, you're not supposed to think about it that deeply. It's like, mystics. It's not
1: supposed yeah, to be that, well that way. The
2: first movie was just supposed to be a self-contained, like, oh, this happened and... You know, there's not supposed to be be a lot of in depth explanation. It's just what happens. But then, yeah, when you really try to dissect it, and you know, like what exactly does water do, and uh, the the mutations that some of them go through, it it just kind of ruined it. You know? <laughs> it's still entertaining, like yeah, but I mean, the, the first one kind of has it, it. It's its own little pocket dimension of where it fits. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see that the gremlins are just mystical creatures that have always existed in japan and um, maybe we'll see a little bit of the history about how supposedly the the gremlins affected the machinery during world war 2 that's kind of part of where that the, the lore in the first movie comes from you know you got that crazy neighbor mm-hmm. that keeps saying like oh but back in the <laughs> in the great war the gremlins would like get in our planes and that would be cool i mean that yeah, it'd be interesting. So, uh,
1: the little bit of backstory it says that it has here is it's set in the 1920s Shanghai. The story of Gremlin's Secret of the Mogwai will focus on how a 10-year-old Sam Wing first met the young Mogwai named Gizmo Wing. It, uh, oh, Gizmo. Wing is the younger version of a character in the original known as Grandfather, the antique shop proprietor and uh, rightful owner of the cute but complicated creature. Joined by a young street thief named Ellie... Sam and Gizmo journey through the countryside in a quest to return Gizmo to his family. So I, we're definitely going to get some World War II yeah. stuff. Sounds like it. And like I said, yeah,
2: that's kind of where it takes place. Do you know that they also have a gremlin in an Old Bugs Bunny episode that was like World War II propaganda?
1: Wasn't it the red nose one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember With, that. like little wing ears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was stupid. <laughs> Uh, some other news from Warner Media. Mad Magazine is coming to an end. Some uh, some people in, in the industry started tweeting about how uh, Mad Magazine influenced them as writers and and comedy people. So uh, it looks like it's going to be ending after, I don't know, how many years? How many, how many oh, it's years has it been, it's been out? So like Launched 60s. in 1952. So. 50s, yeah. so it became a magazine in 1955. So, yeah, it's... That's quite a bit of time. It's 60 years. 60 plus yeah, years. That's a lot of back issues. <laughs> I mean, I know... Let's see. The end of elementary all the way up to high school, I was a big collector. I had a, a monthly subscription.
2: Yeah, I bought a few in
1: my day. I always liked the movie parodies. Definitely. And the, yeah. and the folding back page. <laughs> so... I like the little... Uh,
2: can't remember the name. Sergio Aragones maybe was the artist. But yeah. he had the little tiny drawings that the, would be in, the, in corners. the margins. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I always liked those for some reason. That was <laughs> like we'd always look for those just to like catch like, oh that's kinda neat, you know. One time I saw Batman like mad because he had a flat tire, so he was like rolling his, you know, spare <laughs> and the Batmobile was broken down on the side of the road. And right. I was like, Oh yeah, man. I'm sure that must have happened to him more than once. It had so. to have.
1: Uh, Jessica, any fond memories?
0: No, no really fond memories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, sticking with Warner, Flash, the Flash movie, which has been talked about and in the making for the last five years, I want to say, since mm-hmm. Dawn of Justice came out. Um, it's got its fourth director, I want to say uh Annie Muschietti is now signed on to direct the Flash movie. Ezra Miller is still on. So we went from Kerry Fukunawa, I think is how you say his name, mm. to uh possibly Chris Lord and Phil Miller. Yeah. Chris Miller and Phil Lord? Yeah. Okay. Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Then uh next came a it's uh John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. They were the most recent one.
2: I didn't even catch them.
1: Yeah, they're the ones who made Vacation, and then they they made Date Night, and they also did one of the rewrites on Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's either. why they, they got the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More likely got the I job. John Francis Daly was the actor that was on Freaks and Geeks. Yes, I know that dude. So they were going to be doing it. Uh, it sounded like him. There, the two of them and Ezra Miller... Really clashed a lot, and uh, Ezra Miller wanted to bring in Grant Morrison, comic book writer and book author, to write a script with him. I don't know where that went, but his, his Ezra Miller's contract was about to be let, uh, be up. So now it looks like John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein have left. Andy Muschietti, the director of It and It Chapter 2, has mm-hmm. come in. And then, uh, what is the Rachel Hodson is going to be writing it. She currently wrote uh, the Birds of Prey movie. So obviously they uh, are keeping it in the family. Okay. Any thoughts on a. It's funny because they went with another uh, horror director for their comic book movie. Like we had James Wan, uh, Andy, Not Andy Sandberg, but Adam Sandberg?
2: that sounds right.
1: Yeah, Adam Sandberg who did Shazam. So mm-hmm. both horror directors and now they got this. So um mm-hmm. which one was the one for James Wan?
3: Yeah.
1: Did Aquaman? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
3: hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, James Wan originally, you know, he did uh uh Saw and mm-hmm. a bunch of other Oh, he did all the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he he his his, his is uh, definitely a Horror who's movie the,
2: background? Who's the one that did
1: Annabelle? Annabelle. I think he that did was the Sandberg? second. Yeah, that was Sandberg. Okay. He did the second Annabelle movie.
2: Well, it sounds like they figured out that horror directors are talented and they also work cheap. They do work cheap. Mm-hmm. They know so, how to make a budget work. So, yeah, it's it's a promising sign. Um, oh, yeah, that lady also
1: wrote Bumblebee. That's right. She wrote Bumblebee, which was one of the better Transform movies in the last Decade script wise, yes. <laughs> I, didn't
0: know. I didn't get a chance to go to it. So it's mainly it's, because I didn't trust. The <laughs> like, I've been hurt I before. Like, yeah, no, I'm done with Transformers. I,
1: I've heard that if you if you're a big fan of like Iron Giant, it's kind of the same thing. Oh,
2: well,
0: I am. But
1: <laughs> Iron
2: Giant's awesome. Uh, which which just makes me want. You know what? As a matter of fact when the first transformers was being made and that was really active in the brian murphy not brian murphy um whatever the producer's name is um dan murphy or whatever um his like web page mm-hmm. like, he had the the transformers the blog set up and message board um mm-hmm. that was one of my suggestions i was like you guys should really look into brad bird yeah like this guy like he knows his like robot and kid coming of age, heartfelt, you know, stuff. And then they went with Michael Bay and I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. He would have been a great choice, I think. And the Iron Giant dynamic with um, Bumblebee was probably one of his biggest assets. Ultimately, it still had a little bit too much Bayism as a leftover but, like, those first five minutes of that movie yeah. were like, wow.
1: The Cybertron stuff. I
2: want a whole movie of just this. And hopefully someday we'll get it. If not, I can always go back and play Follow Cybertron. But, man, it was just gorgeous to look at.
1: So, you know, act or directors like to use a lot of their same actors from their other movies. You, you assume um, Scarsguard that plays, I don't remember what his first name is, but the Scarsguard that's in uh, It that was in castle it's rock is mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it bill uh if he come he comes along over to a flash movie do you see him playing any particular role
2: oh he could play a few different roles um trickster
1: you you would you put him as trickster yeah <laughs> all right uh would that be axel walker or i don't remember what the original trickster was
2: i would say probably the newer one so axel walker whichever one the one that mark hamill plays probably that one
1: yeah. I, well, I think he does the original. Jesse oh. James. James Jesse. Yes. That That's one. what his name is. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I could see him as a weather wizard, kind of.
3: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. With his or
1: little maybe Captain Cold. <laughs> yeah, with his little wand, his weather wand. Any, any, do you of any ideas of uh, the Flash family?
0: No, because the only Flash that I know really well is the one on Justice League. So, okay. <laughs> uh, the animated one, not right. the. <laughs> not the ezra miller one that one i thought hey, i assumed trickster's you were talking about that yeah. <laughs> huh?
2: trickster's in that one
0: is he well i don't remember there was five million people and that's true is there's true. Like so actually
2: like, a there's a really good episode
1: in justice League unlimited of trickster where the flash kind of stops and talks to him and be like hey yeah. let's get you some help kind of thing yeah like yeah. rather than uh-huh. like just beat him up
2: he like uh, there was two other people with him it was like uh, i think it was the
1: top yes
2: in mirror master that's right and uh, they're both like hey there he is let's just like beat him to a pulp and it was like no I got this and he goes over sits down next to him they was like hey oh then
1: it wasn't top of Master.
2: stop taking your meds uh, well maybe one of them was miracle man I don't, know. I don't know it's hard to remember now who the other two guys were but um, yeah he's just like walks over to him so says, like, hey guy like stop taking your meds again And he was like yeah I don't like them and you know like he has a conversation with them and talks him out of you know just his do badness and i was like man like he's a superhero that didn't have to resort to just running around really fast and punching somebody he just like used his brains and his common sense
1: that's kind of the thing with the flash in the comic books though like his his rogues are a little different than like batman's rogues it's not (laughs) they're kind of more like focused on either robbing a bank or just messing with uh the flash whereas batman's rogues are all about like causing as much destruction as possible yeah. <laughs> so um yeah i i mean obviously bill skarsgård have plenty of roles that he could pick from if that is something that ends up happening all right jessica it's time for you we're, we're talking disney now
0: oh, yay. <laughs> my favorite
1: so we have some casting some big casting news for the live action little mermaid oh orion and i don't know who else but orion uh Orion was in the episode that John was talking about. And mm-hmm. Batman. And Batman. So we have Jacob Tremblay and Aquafina playing Flounder and Scuttle respectively.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait, which one was Scuttle? I Scuttle's don't... the seagull, the one that teaches her the wrong things. Yeah. The, like a dingle hopper instead of a fork.
0: The comic relief. Oh. Yes. Basically.
2: All uh, right. So an Asian lady is going to play the male seagull. Well, I'm it's obviously not going to be a male seagull well, anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless she just tries to go
1: like like deep deep voice. She could. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Have you, you you do know who Aquafina is, right? Have you seen stuff with her? Did you watch Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Or Ocean's Nine.
0: She's like the Asian Ellen, I think is how she's described. What? Ocean's
1: Eight? Is that is that what she described? I as? think
0: I want to say I've heard her after fifty. Um, after oh. Crazy After, Rich Asians? Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. Why? Does she Crazy have... Crazy Rich like, Asians, I remember her being described as the Asian Ellen, like okay. the comedian Ellen. So so that she, makes sense. Yeah. So she has
2: her own talk show? No. So no. Just like when she's, Ellen she's used like, to do stand-up.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. that
0: humor
2: yeah.
1: kind she, of thing. She
2: wears vests? Yes. Okay. Are you happy now? Yeah. Gotcha.
1: I'm there now. Okay. okay. So, yes, Jacob Tremblay is Flounder. Like, I think Jacob Tremblay does great in everything, so I'm kind of okay with this because, I mean... It's doesn't just gonna he be voiceover. Of, doesn't it
2: yeah. kind of look like Ralphie a little bit from uh, Christmas Story right there? Which
1: is funny because he's in Ralphie's in uh, Spider Man Far From Home.
3: What?
2: Yeah. Who's he playing that?
1: He's the bald scientist that controls what? the drones. Yeah, oh. that was him. Yeah, because he's good friends with John Favreau and he would he was in the first Iron Man. Well, yeah, I remember that they referenced it,
2: but I had no idea that was him. Holy crap! Yeah. Okay. So uh, and then
1: <laughs> Aquafina as uh, your scuttle. Bigger news. We have an aerial. Aww. It's going to be played by Halle Bailey, as everybody <laughs> needs to know that it's Bailey and not Barry, which was a big mishap uh-huh. on Wednesday when they made this announcement. Yep. Um, I was like, damn it, cat woman. <laughs> <laughs> Even Halle Berry had to be like, wait, why am I trending oh, on no, Twitter? What did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, and then she congratulated Halle Bailey. Now, uh, apparently she is a part of a singing duo. Which I don't know about. No. And she has been in few episodes of Grownish, which I don't watch. So <laughs> I don't know much of anything about this actress. Mm-hmm. But sounds I'm, like she can sing though. I'm guessing, yeah. If and, Disney yeah, definitely went with a you a know singer with, over with, an with, actress. Yeah, singer and over an actress, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um we already talked last week about how Ursula was is uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. so there's your big name, or at least one of your big names. Yeah. So you can go with a lesser known person as your Ariel, so that you can focus on the singing instead of the acting.
2: Yeah. You know, I was thinking a little bit more about Melissa McCarthy, and a part of what makes Ursula just so slimy and like awesome is that she has kind of a deep voice. Okay. And so like I think back to poor and fortunate souls and she really like hit some bottom notes on that to kind of drag that feeling of Oh, you got something going on. Yeah, there. kind
0: of. Um like I don't know if it's I haven't been able to look up to see if it's true or not, but I've seen that supposedly the Ursula in the animated movies is based off of a drag queen.
2: Yeah, Divine from yep. Yeah. From uh, I, but Flamingos. I haven't
0: been able to look to see if that's actually true. So that'd be where that deep i guess so yeah well and I there's mean, a lot of people wanting it to be now be very careful
2: <laughs> be very careful when you look up the vine because there's some
1: really <laughs> is she the one that was in cry baby uh
2: she was not in cry she was dead by then i think but she oh. was in pink flamingos pink
3: flamingo okay uh,
2: f- uh i can't remember the other one velvet something i don't remember. Velvet Goldmine? uh no not that one um i can't remember the title of it now um but yeah basically famous drag queen from the 60s worked a lot with john waters '60s, okay um yeah it was like pink flamingos was like 62 which is like way ahead of its time or maybe 72 i take it back could have been 72 but still like i mean that movie even to this day like it would make some of the jackass people probably blush with some of the <laughs> some of the heinous heinous things that happened in that movie. <laughs> well, um, it's John Waters,
1: so yes, it's understandable.
2: I'll send you a video so you get an idea. <laughs> okay. um, but uh yeah, yeah, so uh, it is true. Uh, d- Ursula was based on a drag queen called Divine who basically looked a lot like that had these really high eyebrows, mm-hmm. was kind of overweight, um, and did have a really, th- you know, have like thick husky masculine voice uh so are you saying that you don't think melissa mccarthy can hit those low voice low, low tones low, f- low notes i mean i think back to her like in ghostbusters even though she's not singing like she's doing a lot of like yelling and shouting and she she sounds too high-pitched for me
1: i think she did a lot of like low voice in bridesmaids
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a lot of low voice in bridesmaid. The only so I looked Which up. Is in the bathroom I looked up <laughs> like her singing, and the only um, movie I saw her singing in was Identity Theft. Oh she yeah. She sings like I can't remember what song. She sings like a song, but she's singing it like an annoying way. Right. Like, mm. So it's not her true voice. Right. She's intentionally oh, yeah. sounding crappy. Isn't it? Um, my milkshake
1: brings other boys. To yeah. The yard, that yeah. one. <laughs> and so I'm
0: like, I don't know if she can hit those low notes, but um. It's, it's definitely probably an alto range, I would say, because uh, Rebel Wilson recently, they do those sing-alongs, and I think somewhere in LA, they'll do sing-alongs to movies, mm-hmm. and Rebel Wilson played Ursula, so like the movie's playing oh, in the background, and Rebel okay. Wilson comes she out and the actual a song. <laughs> yeah, and she nailed it. So. Well, she did
1: those Pitch Perfect movies. I imagine she had to be able to sing something.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and she does have a pretty decent range, okay. but it's just... And
2: she did do a yeah. lot of... Uh, vertical or horizontal work. Work workout
1: <laughs> <the laughs> horizontal
0: running. Yeah, horizontal uh, running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with uh Halle Bailey being cast, uh I think we there's what three major roles still left. You have a Sebastian, you have Prince Eric, and you have uh King Triton. King Triton. Now, any suggestions for King, King Triton? I I kind of like the idea of uh Keith David. Somebody said Idris Elba. I like I have Idris, heard Elba, Idris Elba yeah, too.
2: Yeah. You know, for Sebastian, I'd like to see Shaggy. Uh,
1: Shag- oh, the singer? Yeah. Oh, okay. R- I'm okay rumors. with it. So I guess some rumors are is that it's Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's going to be doing some songs for it anyways, or he's it, a producer or something?
0: Yeah. I, I think he's doing songs for yeah. it. I think that's what I've heard, He's too. been working he's a lot with Disney lately. Yeah. Oh, you signed a contract, you? <laughs> <You're there. laughs> Once you start working for Disney, they so right. yeah, so he
1: did Mary Poppins Returns, and then they're like, "Oh, well, now we got you." Yeah. <laughs> well, Moana. he did Moana
0: before that. Too. Oh, okay, so, fair enough. Um, and I think he probably enjoys it too. They give him; it seems like they give him a good amount of creative freedom. So
1: that's good. Uh, and then, so then, anything for Prince Eric? Or, I mean, do we go with? Actual age Prince Eric's is supposed to be, or do we make a age appropriate for Ariel Hallie Bailey? Like, I, actually, I don't know how old she I is. Have
2: no idea. I think she's like nineteen.
1: Uh, we'll keep vamping.
2: And, uh, well, for Prince Eric, would we want somebody to be? Yeah, she is nineteen. Oh yeah, okay. that's why I don't have to card him. Okay. <laughs>
1: wow.
2: I got my own internal uh, ID. Um I don't know like I'm I'm kind of curious how they're going to go with Prince Eric too since we're doing obviously a little bit of race changing on some of these and in this case uh for Scuttle we're not even sticking with a male character so I'm kind of wondering wh- I mean I don't, I don't think we're going to go as far as having a female for Prince Eric or we'll have like a Princess Eric or something but like Where maybe <laughs> Okay <laughs> sure but um i don't know i'm i'm curious who they would have for a prince eric for sure okay and mm-hmm. at this point i mean it sounds like they've basically tripled their i mean why not have an asian prince eric they could yeah they at could. this point so it's there's so many now like who where would we even start i can't even begin to tom holland how about tom holland, Let's hey, have a tom holland that's prince a possibility
1: eric. too he's 22 I think Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. still in range Yeah um, So the one idea That I had When I saw mm-hmm. that Is the, the The gentleman That's That plays Cloak On Cloak and Dagger For Freeform <gasps> Oh I like him Aubrey Joseph Like yeah. he's uh, He's only 21 So still Within age yeah. range uh, I, I'm sure that, that he, he wouldn't mind I mean He's in the Disney family By mm-hmm. playing Cloak For Marvel So yeah. That's a I think that's a possibility Jessica mm. Any any suggestions? No, no, <laughs> no suggestions. You just you just allow just, Disney to do what they do best. I don't know,
0: just just yeah, and that and you like usually even if I am like slightly disappointed, I usually end up being fine with it in the end. Or yeah, that and I really don't know actors' names that well, so I couldn't. I like Tom Hall. I like uh, I like the guy from Cloak though. Okay, he'd be pretty good. So but...
1: does Eric have songs in the in the in the original Little, uh, Little Mermaid animated movie? No. no, he doesn't sing at all. He does no. not. Okay, would that be a change you think they would make for the live action one?
0: Uh, they definitely could. Mm. It wouldn't be bad to have like a duet or. Or he like can sing a song where
2: he's reminiscing about like I saw a mermaid. Oh, he could sing "I'm on a boat." Okay. I'm on a boat. <laughs>
1: That's right. Andy Sandberg's going to have a co- co-write co <laughs> on this and I'm on a Boat's going to get an Oscar nomination.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think that does remind me there is a song in the beginning that the sailors are singing about mermaids. Oh, and yeah. I'm trying to remember if he sings in it. I oh, don't think he no, does.
2: I think it's just the sailors. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, but they definitely, I mean, they're going to have to add songs because they're going to want to lengthen the, the movie, movie. Yeah. And that's what it seems. I mean, they added songs for Beauty and the Beast. So. And
1: And Aladdin.
0: Yeah, and Aladdin. So I imagine they they could add a song for. Where us. do you think,
1: where do you think the the committee, which I'm sure these <laughs> movies are made by, uh, comes a, comes on like when they make the decision that this live action remake is going to be a musical and this live action remake is not going to be a musical because obviously Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and um, what's the other one? What's the one we just talked about? Aladdin, Aladdin were both musicals. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh Cinderella Maleficent, Yeah Cinderella you know, those Dumbo kinda weren't.
0: Yeah. Which even then I think Dumbo's not quite a musical. No. It has songs in it, but I don't think I think maybe Mrs. Dumbo or Mrs. Jumbo sings the baby mine song. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then there's Pink Elephants, but that's sung by somebody else, and then there's the crows at the end they do sing a song. Okay. I miss those it's not crows. Like, or jungle where, book
1: like, jungle book gets, the live <laughs> remake wasn't a musical no, it had it it, might, it has three two of the songs two or three i don't know if the animated one was it was it a musical too
0: the animated one did yeah. have some yeah yeah the animated one had songs in it okay yeah so like king louis and yeah they did do the king louis song and
1: and then the, i want to be you, he, like you don't you hear like <laughs> bears and bear necessities in the live remake just yeah. like a little bit though but then no one's really singing it I don't know. I didn't I watch it. I
0: don't know. Kind of because it's Bill Murray, so I think he just kind of talks through it. Kind of uh, talks things. Oh okay. I don't think he doesn't have like the strongest so, voice. So do you
1: do you think that there is a like a like a real big conscious decision on whether or not to make their live action remake a musical or not? Because like obviously, mm-hmm. Lion King is going to be a musical. It has
0: to be. I f- I feel like Lion King. I th- it might depend a, on how well loved it is, and um the source material of it so like Lion King is very well loved it's very it's loved by both boys and girls because it Mm -hmm. just matched that balance between the two and it had like amazing soundtracks so that's something that when they do it it has to be pretty close to the source material Um, and it might also depend on like what's going on what people like at the time like when Maleficent came out that was uh, people were obsessed with the villains and they kind of noted that through all their Halloween parties and Mm -hmm. people love taking pictures with the villains just as much as the princesses so like why not try to You know, do that story with the villain and then it also could depend on the source material too like we have Mulan coming out and that one's not going to be a musical but I think it seems like they're going to go more with um, the actual legend of Mulan and staying true to that original original source material as opposed to staying true to their Disney material
1: yes the Mulan movie does not seem to be (laughs) uh a a it doesn't seem to be that it's going to be a musical as today they released a, the teaser trailer for it and uh it's it's very epic you know fight scene mm-hmm. army stuff like like hero or uh some of those other <laughs> epic like chinese like tiger hidden dragon yeah, i exactly. definitely got that
0: like agent like epic asian film from it so I
1: mean. you don't you don't i definitely don't see that her sitting there like you know singing a song or your generals <laughs> talking no. about going after the huns or whatever it is so no, and
0: i'm the only one here who's actually watched mulan right
1: no i don't i don't believe so or yeah i believe so i don't know have you watched mulan john i have not watched mulan but this trailer has me sold i was like so are you gonna go back and read <laughs> and watch, watch the, watch the animated? animated i don't know if i really want to i mean no. it's eddie murphy as a dragon that's not doing anything No, let's do me. it
0: it's one of the better ones no, let's watch it. No. <laughs> I want to rewatch it anyway. <laughs> let's
1: put it on. We'll have to do we'll, that. We'll be right back after we watch it. Maybe Mulan. we can watch it before our next recording. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see what they do with the next trailer they release. Wait, isn't oh,
2: Donnie yeah. Yen supposed to be in it?
1: He might be. I'm not sure.
2: I'm just really excited after I saw him do the Bottle Cap Challenge. Yeah. Know? I was like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bottle Cap Challenge kind of took over social media last week, too. Um, Mulan... It, are they? Do you know? Are they going to have a talking dragon?
0: Uh, last I heard, it's been confirmed that it's not going to be Mushu, the talking dragon. It's going to be a phoenix. Oh, okay. which I think is very interesting. But
1: now it seems like the trailer is is based a lot more in reality than mm-hmm. than you know, mystic and magics and stuff. So, is it going to be an actual phoenix, or is it going to be like a apparition, or is it going to be something like she she dreams or something? any ideas
0: I do not have any ideas of that the only thing I know is that it's a Phoenix and I can't like I haven't quite read the ballad of Mulan yet Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's because Mulan's both kind of a legend and then it's also kind of a folklore too. okay so like I don't know where I would go with that
2: okay is it also like based on the true story or something that actually happened
0: uh, yeah, I believe it's it is based on a like true story. Kind of like folklore, usually. Yeah, I want to say issues. she's based on um, a real uh, empress. Oh. Who um, the emperor went to his empress to make military strategy decisions, as opposed to uh, his men. Like she, but I can't remember if her name was Milan or not. Mm, I don't <laughs> know. We have to look up more on it. We we'll have to look into it.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. have to look into it if uh, anybody out there has any information on that thing oh yeah. side note uh divine was in crybaby that's what i thought and
2: she was the oh, movie right. i was thinking of is polyester oh okay oh. not pink flamingo well no she was also in pink oh, okay. but polyester was like a later one and then she died
1: like in the late 80s got it huh. uh okay so that is the segment of news that we have this week we're also going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man Far From Home. So if you have not watched it yet, go ahead and skip forward like 10 minutes. And if we're still talking to Spider-Man, skip, skip another <laughs> five minutes. But I don't think we're going to go longer than 10 no. minutes on it. Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoiler starting now. Hey, J.K. Simmons returned as <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. That was so that awesome. That was really cool. <laughs> Dude, I could not believe that. I mean, I know that's the mid credit scene, and that's not the thing that we should be talking about when we no. talk about this movie. But that <laughs> really got <laughs> to me. Whoa!
2: <laughs> what was your... Because, like, I knew about this ahead of time, uh, before the movie actually premiered. Like I said, I, I accidentally spoiled myself. Right. Um, that sounds kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and that's why I was like messaging you, kind of tongue in cheek. I was like, "Oh, hey, that mid-credit sequence, keep an eye out." <laughs> um, so yeah, I knew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like definitely, there were people in the audience that apparently didn't know when yeah, I first. I, saw I would it. say most people didn't know. And uh, yeah, that was
1: just so like, <gasps> you're like he's back. You I know? mean, what does that mean? Because so Sony, who obviously had made a big, a lot of money off of uh, Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. which talks about uh, different dimensions and Spider-Man's in different dimensions, you're bringing in J.K. Simmons, who played J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. It's a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying we're going to get Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man also. Well, no. But it opens the possibility that you could Tom Holland could travel to that universe and that we're, you know, there's J. Jonah Jameson is the same in all universes. It's always played by JK Simmons. <laughs> With just slightly different hair. Yeah. With just slightly different hair. Like I, it, it makes a lot of sense for Sony to, to get him to come back because the memes Yeah. <laughs> the memes are JK Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. It makes sense. Um also did you, like it
2: it dawned on me this is the third second Spider Man movie. This in, is the third second yeah, side in right like here, right? twenty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so odd.
1: It, it is. I mean, those amazing Spider-Man movies though had some good parts. They just weren't good movies. No, yeah. they. I. I. The sooner we erase those from history, the better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, for me personally, I, I liked the movie for the most part, but the last forty minutes really sold me on it. Like after, so the part after. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal reveals that he's actually the villain. Oh, like, yeah. That like, scene was... I, that's the
2: only part I didn't like. That, really? That exposition scene
1: that oh, he I went Oh, I love through. the exposition, though. I love it when people tell me what's going on. Well, <laughs> I,
0: I feel like, though... like I'm also like against the exposition thing with villains, even though I love 007 films. But... Um, <laughs> I feel like that one was done in the correct way. Yes. Like that one was just so perfectly like, yeah, good job, guys. This is what we did. And that was so like Steve Jobsy kind of <laughs> sort of like,
1: I loved like, just it. Just so self-congratulatory. It was so tongue-in-cheek wow. Wow. Yes. too. Just to be like, hey, you remember these other MC movie movies that you liked? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I did love the fact that it's like, these are all people that Tony Stark kind of fucked over. Like, even though we mm-hmm. know that Tony Stark is a hero. Yeah. He just sacrificed himself to save everybody. Mm-hmm. He and still wasn't the best of guy. And this is also no. partially
2: the reason behind the villains in the first Spider-Man movie, Homecoming. He yes, kind of screwed over yeah. the exactly. Luke it Kong goes over. with yeah. that theme.
1: Both movies are are people that Tony or yeah Tony Stark screwed so over. Spider-Man, has, Spider-Man to, like, has to like pick things. up the pieces yeah, <laughs> that, that Tony Stark leaves like, behind. Uh, I, I know when the part when in that before. Jake Hall reveals that he's a bad guy uh, when he throws the glasses on. Like, They very much manipulated you to be like, oh man, he does look a lot like Tony. Like, oh, yeah. They had the hair parted the same way. Even though he had a full beard instead of just mm-hmm. the Tony Stark beard, you can kind of see it. And then he puts the glasses on. It's like, looks a oh, lot like Robert Downey Jr. there. Yeah. Like, I thought that was very creative on, <laughs> on their part. Uh, I also loved that they kept the Quentin Beck kind of storyline... Of being this guy who created these illusions and then tried to be a hero, but like people figured it out, and he was like, "Fine, I'm just gonna do evil shit now." Mm-hmm. Like, he
2: just he just wasn't working in Hollywood or entertainment. Yeah, he
1: was a FX stunt man in the comic books, but we don't really okay. need that anymore. Like this no. this being a scientist thing and and pissed off that Tony used his. Uh, Used his technology for therapy reasons and then called it barf. He's so like, yeah. "Fuck
2: you." So reasons, yeah. Well, I did like or appreciate the nod to, like, him. In actuality, he wears a motion capture suit. Mm-hmm. Um, that I thought was kind of cool because it kind of harkens to the whole uh, behind what? the scenes. Yep. Uh, you know what actually happens in making these movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that that helmet that actually looks like it has a practical effect. Of being basically like a, a, a HUD. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Tony Stark's it's, HUD. It's essentially like Tony Stark's HUD, except instead of being encased around the helmet, it's just a clear thing so he yeah. can...
1: See outside.
2: Yeah. Just keep it... Yeah. And I was like, that is kind of ingenious. Like, this is how you reinvent characters. Yes. You still have a nod to the original, mm-hmm. and then you kind of update it, and it, even with the updated version, it's still harkened back to its
1: origin. I
2: was like... Thank you. That's all they wanted. Just <laughs> do something like that where it you know is very well done, I yeah, think.
1: I definitely enjoyed the look. The look of the costume before, you know, like the when he first shows up. And, you know, being Agent Beck from Earth, whatever it was that he, he threw like out there. 823, I, 823, I think. 823, sure. Uh, it, like, it's very much, hey, this is what I can do. Like, I can be an agent. I can be the good guy. And then that charm... Which Jake Gyllenhaal definitely has, oh, yeah. but then turns into very creepy, which Jake Gyllenhaal does really mm-hmm. well in a lot of his movies. Nightcrawler, <laughs> yeah, Nightcrawler oh, yeah. being the movie that he should have got an Oscar for. Um, <laughs> I, did, I I did enjoy this movie. Like I, I don't uh-huh. get me wrong, this it's just the stuff that like the the romance stuff the the, the high school stuff, stuff the the angsty awkwardness like that all that kind of I was like oh, I really enjoyed I, the whole I, liked day. The I was over the angsty yeah. awkwardness that Ned was, and I Betty Brant was just well you know awesome. yeah. I already have my problems with I, Jacob Battleon yeah. is that his name Yeah Battleon yeah, I think plays Ned I can't I can't really stand him yeah. so
0: uh, uh, I I liked I liked that. To me, it made sense, the angsty awkwardness, the trying to be a regular teenager. After everything Peter Parker had been through, I mean, he accidentally goes into space. And then he actually, because of his Peter tingle, he actually feels himself turning to ash, which is like the most horrifying scene. Because no one else said anything about feeling Yeah, but because because of his Peter tingle, he could feel it. And then just, you know, being in a war, seeing the man you looked up to die in your arms Mm -hmm. like it makes sense that he wants to just ignore Nick Fury's (laughs) calls, because like just no I can't you know I can't live up to that I'm still a teenager he is still very young I'm still in high school poor baby kind of thing so to be focused on this that awkwardness of being a teenager I really liked and but then yeah once he realizes the mistake he made and he realizes no this is who I am kind of sort of thing and really goes all out Epic Spider-Man. Oh, I loved that that hallway scene that last fight yes. scene when he uses his Peter Tingle. Yeah. And just oh, so perfectly filmed. It reminded me a lot of like the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, yeah. that hallway. I was like really like, "Yes, like this is how you film an action <laughs> sequence." Oh, I loved it. Like, I think I feel like at the end of this movie we had to me the best Spider-Man. I'm with right you. Right there.
2: And they didn't spell it out for you, but this definitely had the "with great power comes great responsibility" yes. portion of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And yeah. I also
1: feel like this this movie definitely answers like I was one, and I'll say I was one of them. Like the first Spider-Man movie, the Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. he I felt like he doesn't have his spider spider sense or his Peter Tingle. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of times when things are happening when he should have sensed that. And this is like, hey, yes, he has it. We're just yeah. we're using it a little bit different than the way that you're used to, kind yeah. of thing. So that was cool that they had that. And Mm -hmm. I like that he didn't have a suit with a uh, AI in it. Like I I liked her in the first in Homecoming. I forget what Jennifer Connelly's name was in it or what he, the name that he gave her. It It was Karen Friday anymore. Was was it it? Karen? Yeah, it was Karen. Uh, Uh, because he's like, Oh, maybe I should call you. What was the name of the girl that he liked? Liz. And he's like, Oh no, that's a little creepy. So then he's like, Karen's (laughs) fine. Um, but yeah, uh, Edith was in the glasses, but he didn't have one in the new suit that he built, mm-hmm. which was
0: a very cool looking suit. Yeah, and he built it himself. And, and he, he built it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Started to trust himself when he didn't put that AI tech in it. Yeah.
2: And he likes Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love Led Zeppelin. No! <laughs>
1: um, and then, the, after we see J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. we we see the footage that Quentin Beck was recording. Yeah. Um, Spider Man's identity is out there now. We're, and
0: he's possibly evil. Too, and he's evil, the yeah. Other it, it, the like,
1: other thing is he's not gonna be he's not gonna be a good guy.
2: It's gonna yeah. be very difficult for him to be a freelancer at uh, Daily Bugle now. Which, well there's no Daily Bugle, well, it's no. only the
1: Daily Bugle <laughs> <laughs> podcast. So oh, it's uh
2: it was like a yeah, it was like a blog or something. Yeah, or yeah. Some kind of web zine. Yeah. Um you know what I really, really liked about this movie? Okay. how well they displayed mysterious At like full power Mm -hmm. uh, With the illusions Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we've never really seen Any of Spider-Man's villains in prior movies Fully go like comic book level Like
1: execution I would say Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 Is full level Doc Ock Okay I could see that Other than that I would agree with you this yeah, th- this
2: whole sequence where he's going through the illusions and it's just one after another, and you feel like you're getting like, oh okay, now we're back to normal, oh. and no, we're not. No. <laughs> it's just, yeah. oh, no, that it's was just never ending. It's so disorienting. Well, and those I'm like, yeah, Stark that's Dark
1: Industry Jones were pretty powerful. <laughs> oh, yeah. All those uh,
2: holograms,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um I, I, anything else that you want to say about that movie, like? obviously we all enjoyed it
0: mm-hmm. oh i really liked mj okay. i really like this new interpretation of her mm-hmm. being just as awkward and, <laughs> and just and i really love that she was like you're gonna tell me you're spider-man <laughs> he's like what no and she's like Oh, uh, it was only 67 percent
1: <laughs> yeah that's like i was only like 67 percenters like it's i can't like believe i figured it three, out like, oh.
0: <laughs> this
2: is a weird thing to point out but i really love the way she kind of just pouts her bottom lip
3: Oh, okay.
2: When she's <laughs> okay. just, just kind of standing there, she always just kind of has, has like
1: sticking out. Like, I don't know. Is just. I, I like that I she picked up the, so the, 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 the flail. Is it a mm-hmm. flail? Morningstar. No, flail. It Flayo. was a uh, mace. Mace. Was? mace, thank you.
0: Oh, yeah. Loved yeah. that she picked up the mace. Uh, yeah. And actually used it. Oh, as, like, that was
1: one thing I wanted to say. So that one part when, you know, when he when Spider-Man is taking on all the drones, mm-hmm. he, he picks up the one shield and then he has one of the, the drones in his hand. That's obviously a callback to Captain America during oh, game, yeah. right?
0: I like, would say so. It,
1: I was like, oh, that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. That was that was a really cool callback. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed that. As yeah. the kids say, it was pretty dope. I don't... I don't think, kids I say don't think they
0: say dope anymore. <laughs> I don't even think they say on fleek. Is, is, is it lit? Is no, lit. snow when you get drunk, right? I
1: don't... <laughs> <laughs> is it heat? It's all heat? No. heat? It's all heat. <laughs> it's fire.
0: <laughs> fire. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: Alright. I'm excited to see what they do with the third one. If When they do the third one, I'm sure Sony is you know, ready to do as many Spider-Man movies as Tom Holland will let them. He he said that he'll do them. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's gotta be a bunch of movies. I thought
0: I read it was like at least six, like another six films. after This This is
1: six for him though. Oh, (gasps) Oh,
0: I thought, I thought I saw, I'd have to recheck that, but I I thought they said he's going to be in six more films. Not necessarily Spider-Man films, but I mean, the whole implication of this one though, is that he's going to be supposedly the new leader-ish of the of Avengers, the next Avengers, whatever that's going to look like—that's
1: possible.
2: Now, I heard a rumor. Um, I heard a rumor that um, the next movie might involve either J.K. or some other philanthropist that's pulling the strings behind the scenes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. hiring Kraven the Hunter to go after Spider-Man as he is that. public enemy number one.
1: I could see that. I mean, yeah. you could definitely have Norman Osborn. We need to go back to the Vulture because yeah. that was left open-ended at the end of Homecoming.
0: And I also heard um, Venom. A lot of people are looking at Venom. I can see. With Tom Hardy. Yeah, bringing Tom Hardy and then in. And a lot of Ooh. people are begging, begging for Deadpool. He could be H&M. <laughs> h <Yeah>, that's true. It's <laughs> like to the point that maybe if they get enough petitions that Sony will actually do it. <laughs> uh, all
1: right. That is Spider-Man Far From Home Let's get on to Stranger Things, Season 3, Episode 1. Susie, do you copy? No. No, (laughs) she was not there. So, yeah, that's, uh. what is the, uh, Dusty, Dusty. Dustin. Dustin. Dustin comes back from Camp Nowhere, where apparently it's like some kind of science camp. You get to mess around with the engineering stuff. stuff. And they have girls there. Apparently, there's it is a co-ed camp. He (laughs) met himself a girlfriend and uh he's going to contact her did did they ever say where she was located utah utah Utah. and they're in indiana yes so ham radio to talk to her across the country i don't know exactly how many states there are Mm -hmm. in between but it's a lot
2: um there's like three or four
1: you sure uh so you can i mean clearly
2: from our you know geography rounds and our trivia that we do i am most definitely the qualified
1: one here to answer that. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he never gets a hold of it, but uh, we do see he he does pick up on some transmissions from the Russians. Sounds like Russia. Um, I was I was completely thrown off guard. I thought that was going to be U.S. military. At the very beginning of that the episode. Oh no, and it was Russian. And it ended up being Russian. <laughs> like, oh,
2: I thought. Yeah, I, guess I that mean, makes sense. You don't get that impression until they start talking and then,
1: yeah. I mean, even the facility looks exactly like the Hawkins lab and the the, the hole in the upside down looks Mm -hmm. exactly the same. I thought that's
2: where they were and I thought they were, I thought it was a flashback to when they were opening that portal that we see in season two Mm -hmm. because it was definitely much bigger and it was on the big, like, rock wall. Right. Uh, But no, this was um, a similar, I guess, experiment where they're shooting a particle collider into a wall and it starts to open a portal and you see tendrils coming out. But it's not quite at the level at that Hawkins Research Facility was at. So it explodes, it like melts like five or six scientists wearing hazmat suits. Oh, yeah. And the general and this, I guess, lackey were not happy. They kind of pull a Vader on the lead scientist and <laughs> choke him out.
1: Yeah, and obviously that... Lackey has to have some type of superpower or or at least something going on. He's just Russian. (laughs) No, you can't just pick up someone with one arm and break their neck. But he's Russian. But he's Russian.
0: He's practically a machine.
1: Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. All right. um, But yes, I was not expecting that. But are we... To me, what what made me think about, what I, I thought about, is that a possibility that that is the exact like opposite side of the globe from Hawkins? Is that a possibility?
0: I suppose so. I don't think we're really great at geography. But. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: it was just to, to show that they were concurrently working on similar tech.
0: I mean, especially at the time in the 80s, I mean the u.s and the russians oh, were yeah. kind of in the science war so they both were basically doing the same thing so maybe in this yeah
2: according to the yeah. men who stare at goats they were really investing in like metaphysical far things. seeing Physical. and oh yeah remote oh, yeah viewing. remote viewing yeah that's what i was thinking far yeah. <laughs>
1: i could see far
2: that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a telescope <laughs> like
1: fifteen twenty. <laughs> well uh so I'm guessing this is gonna be are we gonna get some like Red Dawn stuff in this season, do you think? Is it is it gonna be any Russian invasion into Hawkins? Well I'm um, that was obviously a, a coded message that the you know, yellow birds and oh, yeah. blue whatever, you yeah. know, that, that they were hearing. Well, in the
2: um the preamble to the show where they show you kind of like the the catching up of the previous seasons, they do go back to that one um uh, research uh journalist guy
1: the uh the one pre- played by brett Gilman?
2: yes and how his arc in the last season was he was investigating um russian spies in the U- in the u.s and how that he there, there was this theory that there was a russian girl in hawkins which turned out to be 11 um mm-hmm. but i noticed that i thought it was kind of strange that they purposely brought that scene where he's telling Hopper, like, yeah, there's there's got to be some kind of Russian presence here. I know mm. it. Um, and then we start the episode with a Russian experiment. Um, I think that's going to factor very heavily where I, my theory so far... Uh, because, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we're watching one episode at a time. That's right. We're not We're not going any <laughs> further. We are not. Every week. Where it's so, like,
1: you as the listener to this podcast will probably be ahead of us every way week. Way ahead of yes. us.
2: So, like, don't tweet us with spoilers or how wrong we are. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Um, yeah. So, my theory is that the scientist that was kind of left in charge after the lead one was killed by his superior officer... <laughs> is probably going to be trying to do some corporate espionage or maybe trying to find some secrets in the Hawkins facility for how they got to uh, to make it work. Because obviously what made it work was L or 11, not that like particle collider that they right. were blasting oh, yeah. into the wall. So um, I'm thinking we're going to see a little bit more of that, and that's why they were showing us that at the beginning. If you remember in the last season... Uh, the very beginning of the episode started with something that seemed kind of out of place. And it later turned out to be Eleven's other like, companion or sister from right. the facility. Oh, right. number, nine. Number eight, eight, I think. Or nine. Eight or nine. I say. Um, yeah, and that kind of didn't really come into play until way later in the season. Like episode eight, I think. Was it eight during eight or nine during it's eight? Whatever.
0: No, was, I think it was four. and it wasn't that. No, that it was, right. it was much later. Was it?
2: Yeah. Wasn't the second was season it, it might have been. I think it was. Whatever the point is. There's only nine episodes.
0: Yeah, there's so. only nine episodes. I think it was like right in the middle.
2: Yeah. Well, the point is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have one? I do. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like that's going to be one of those things that like they tease us at the beginning and it's going to factor in heavily later. And I think that's going to be what it is. He's just trying to figure out how Hawkins made it work after he gets wind that this actually happened in the u.s. like they were able to puncture a hole in reality now i'm curious because i mean obviously eleven did it by accident they were trying to as a matter of fact in the remote viewings that l uh... Well, eleven was doing it was specifically to go spy on russians yep. and yep. there was a scene where she was actually watching some kind of interrogation happen mm-hmm. between a russian officer and some other person Um. so I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out, but I think that's going to affect her heavily. He's going to come into town and be like, how did you guys make your work? Oh, she can do it. Interesting. I need this girl and bring her back because I only have a year to finish this and my ass is on the line. So he's probably going to want to take
0: it. Eleven. Yeah.
1: What is this show about to you two?
0: <laughs>
1: Feel good nostalgia.
2: So it's just about the nostalgia? No. Uh, there's a big part of it. I was smiling through this whole episode because this whole episode was oh. primarily set up. Yeah. And uh, like we got a little bit of plot, just very little, I mean, setting up. But just watching the kids hanging around in their 80s clothes, going to the movies, mm-hmm. going to the ice cream parlor, watching Steve Harrington strike out. Um, which
1: one uh, we're going to get to in a
2: little bit. Yeah. I I have words about that, but the, the super eighties hairdo moms at the pool lusting over (laughs) Billy. I mean, just that whole thing just like filled me up with like, just a little bit of warmth. I I
0: think it's more than that. I think it's a genre breaker. Well, that's one of those successful just breaks all genres. Just really writes a story that could be so real. Like I really believe this could really happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and it does also help that they get the nostalgia right. They get 1985 so utterly perfect. Right. Like the hair, the outfits, the mall, the like music. the music. It's just, and that's where the nostalgia comes in. But then it's really, it's, you know, it's kind of like a teeny rom com almost. It's like E.T. sci fi, <laughs> um, coming it's of detective age, detective, too, Goonies. with Nancy. It's Goonies. It's like just like every awesome 80s genre just shoved into one show and somehow just works perfectly.
1: So for me, for the first two seasons, the show to me is is a much is much about L. Like 11 it's it's the show about to me is mm-hmm. it's about her. Uh and then to an extent the kids. Yeah. This first episode to me didn't feel like focuses anything on her other than the like, she barely has any lines in the whole episode. Like, oh, she yeah, says... She's too busy making out. She's like, too busy making <laughs> like, out. Um, and then, you know, the kids kind of take a back seat to what's going on with Hopper and how he feels, what's going on with the experiments. Steve Harrington at, at Ships Ahoy or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Scoops Ahoy. I think. He's Scoops Ahoy, yeah. Is that what it is? Um, like, which is fine. I like all these characters and stuff, but... I want to know what's going on with the kids. I want to see like them interacting oh, and going on adventures. They're
0: teenagers now. That's true. They're it's not, not kids anymore. So
1: it might be a little too creepy. No,
0: I, I don't know because I think to me, like when I watched the first first episode of season one, I thought Hopper was like more the main character. Mm, okay. So I really feel like it's almost kind of sort of Game of Thronesy, in which you have like these like five six main characters. Because I would say Hopper, Mike, and L, and um. Oh, what's Will's mom's name? Joyce. 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 They were definitely main characters, and then you had Nancy, and then Will's brother. Yeah. See, and then Jonathan. like Nancy's
1: story in this. I mean, I know it's gonna, it's all gonna relate. Uh-huh. It's all gonna come back, but like. Yeah. Do I need to know about? Her going through the strife that she's going in in the newsroom. Yes, room?
0: yes, you do. It is hard for women in the '80s to get any it's respect. It's hard for
1: women always. She's, I understand. Yeah. That. She's just looked as. as <laughs> a I'm a skirt. just saying, is that going to benefit? the mo- the show it is
0: well because it's going to be that she's so desperate for getting that story that they're going to take serious on that she's going to end up going to investigate those rats things on her own and she's going to end <laughs> up just in this crap hole of everything and then it all connects in the end as it always does
1: as it always does <laughs> so to your point
2: i guess if i'm going to take the question a little more seriously Starting with season one, it's actually three separate stories. Mm-hmm. It's the stories of the children from like an E.T. point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, just substitute E.T. with uh, Eleven, right. and that's their story. Uh, then you have the teenagers. They're going through their own thing as well. And their version of it is a little bit more slasher because then you have the yeah. disappearance of Barb and they have the first few close encounters with the Demi-Gorgon. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the more
1: adult version of it with Hopper trying to investigate what's going on. Um, yeah, but see, all yeah. all three of those things go back to L for me. Back to L on the upside down. Well,
2: she's the, uh. the linchpin to it. And uh, yes, the stories do converge with her. But I feel like it's it's trying to tell those three different types of genre stories from
1: the '80s, so.
0: Well, yeah, that goes back to my. It's a episode that breaks genres. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. So, uh,
1: okay, I I just wanted to bring that up. I to me, I just felt like. I, I felt like I was missing something in the first episode. I did yeah. enjoy it. I just felt like there was something missing.
0: Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, L definitely was kind of like, oh, but it's it's. I guess I kind of liked it though, oh. <laughs> because you know it's been a few years and it's like it's good to see L as a normal teenage girl.
1: But see, then that's the thing. It's like, I really is like she that. normal? Like, Hopper's not letting her go to school. She has a curfew. That's like. Oh yeah, she was. Oh, is she? Wasn't I believe. She? At, oh, I guess at, it is summer at the yeah, end of summer, last so. season. Like he adopted
2: her and. Now she's like, in I mean, class. she went to like their pra or their
1: whatever, but yeah, like you don't or have
0: to be a member of the school to go to, went yeah. To it was bomb. the 80s, they didn't
1: care. Yeah, a kid, a kid showed up, she doesn't even
2: go here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true, you could just like show up to a
1: school and get in a seat, and like nobody cares, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he, 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 I know that they, they cut. Her and Mike cut their curfew early because they want to go home and make out. Yeah. But she couldn't even go to the movie with Mike and the rest of her friends because her curfew is so early. Like, that's a thing, obviously.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, she's not quite normal, normal, but she's like getting there. And it kind of sets that everything has been all right for a while. And then now, oh, boom. (laughs) Well, also, (laughs) this. Will's getting his little neck tingle.
1: (laughs) The, the 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 scene when Dustin comes home from camp, like it's it's to show that hey they actually do care about him and that he's back and stuff. But to me the scene also shows that she's no longer just a powerful force with her, her telepathy, she also has finesse and, mm-hmm. and accuracy by getting all those little dolls to do the little things and, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that was a very cool scene.
2: Which by the way, um it's uh anasynchronous that they had an Ultra Magnus toy in there. Because Ultra Magnus didn't come out until 1986 with Transformers, the movie. That was 1985. Yes, the show's taking place in 1985. No, the movie was in 1985. No, it was 1986. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I know Transformers. We have things. I know Transformers.
3: Okay. Am I (laughs)
2: going to be
0: the third party that Internet's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's look this up. Either way,
1: it does not matter. Look, um, (laughs) yes, it was... you, you went on a tangent. I'm just saying, uh, it's it's interesting that she, she's, I, I wonder if that's going to come into effect this episode, like the, or this season, that she's going to need to do more intricate things with her powers instead mm-hmm. of big, powerful things. Transformers, the movie, 1986, doesn't mean that the toy Ooh, yeah. couldn't have came out before.
0: Yeah, that's true. They did usually put out toys before the movies to get hype for it. Booyah. You could probably look up the toy release if it's really gonna bug you that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, did you do you look up when Day of the Dead came out? Was that 1985 oh, yeah. also? I that, that was 1985. Yeah. right, I mean, I'm sure they really got away. that one right. Yeah.
2: I was super psyched that they had that. I'm like, dude, that's awesome! It's, I love those movies. Cool.
1: When was the original Dawn of the Dead? Because I was I figured that you would have done Dawn of the Dead since it's all in the mall. Like the idea of Dawn home. of
2: the Dead was like 76.
1: Oh. Well they could have done a retro watching of that. Anyways. Could have. Um the idea of that the mall is taking away business from Main Street was kinda of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um I don't know what else the, the exploding rats. I don't know exactly what we're getting out of that. Is that the, the shadow monster? Like yeah.
2: Well, we don't know what's happening, but yeah, that abandoned like steel mill or warehouse, like you're seeing that little turbulence mm-hmm. that looks very reminiscent to what the uh, the Mind Flare was doing in Mind the last year that's right i
1: kept trying to remember that throughout right. the episode and
2: um yeah like it's it's calling the rats but we don't know why and they're just exploding and i'm wondering if like whatever is there is trying to collect biomass because that mm. doesn't make sense it, like all these rats show up and then they just explode right um but then we see at the end that it sucks up billy so that was another thing oh. is billy dead
0: no i don't think so wow. I mean, you,
1: yeah they, they pumped up that character a lot uh,
0: no i okay I don't I I haven't like looked ahead, but I think I feel like I've heard rumors that like I think he's gonna get possessed. Wow. Is what I was going on, which they haven't done possession yet. They've that's done pretty it, much every other form of sci fi, but well, not it's or very, like thriller, but not was possession, possession they? with
2: Will in I'm the hospital. Like. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Will. Yeah, Will got possessed. So as opposed to I, I, Will getting possessed, it's this already horrible person was, getting yeah, possessed. Yeah, I think that's what
1: we're gonna be seeing. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. He's gonna be walking around in the wood like that. That's a good question is did uh mike's mom was she gonna go to the hotel oh that is a good Cause question she stops and you know when she sees her husband and her daughter yeah. s- sleep in the in the recliner and we don't know after that scene it just yeah. stops
0: but she yeah she does good that like you know kind of sort of like oh he is a good husband look so kind of I thing think she yeah. might have i mean she was already pretty hesitant although she was heavily flirting and looking <laughs> really really hot mama but like she still was kind of sort of hesitant to actually like full blown. Right. I mean, there's a difference between fantasizing and then actually and committing, yeah. committing to something like that when you seem to have a relatively OK husband at home.
1: And then speaking of uh, relationships. 1986. Opera- OK, fine. OK, John, fine. You're, John you're right. <laughs> they had advanced toys in Hawkins. Woo. Uh, uh, someone release. failed
0: their job somewhere <laughs> and then they're going to listen to this podcast and then they're going to fire him all because of you. <laughs>
2: Hashtag uh, Stranger Things, Duffer Brothers, hack writers.
1: Hack writers. Hack writer. And directors. <laughs> yeah. um, Duffer, uh, no, D- Duffer Brothers, but Hopper, Hopper and Joyce. They got much cozier in this. I mean, it's been uh, too soon. No, sad. Hopper's trying
0: to get cozier well, and she's like... She
1: was reciprocating it a little bit, but then he she's when he asked her out, she's like, No.
0: No, but they have always had this because wasn't it said in, like, the second or the first season that they had dated in high school? I think it was the first, was the
1: first season. Yeah. 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 They, like, they have history. They yeah. have history. And then she went with the whoever the father of Jonathan and, and Will yeah. are. Yeah. And
0: then, like, at the end of or, the first yeah, season, well, you kind of sort of dig it. Oh, like, oh, maybe those two will get together. And then the second season come along. And then and Bob Bob's the Awesome there. is there. Yeah. and Which is totally fine because I totally loved Bob. <laughs> and was very sad about his demise. It was coming But I was very sad still
1: And then you got to see A, a nice uh, call Or you know He got to show up In the episode Bob yeah. the hero in a, Bob, in a memory Bob
0: the hero And that was nice But But yeah I feel like I mean after everything She's been through It definitely would be it's hard it a
1: year It,
0: it does not matter Grief can let Not even grief It's just more like because of the crazy crap that she's involved in and also Hopper is involved in. Yeah. You get in dangerous situations and that gets innocent people killed. So it might be make her hesitant to want to like sort of go into that world even more by dating Hopper. Like it could be something as simple as that, as opposed to just the grief of just wanting and then also maybe it could also be that you just want normalcy and Hopper I mean with Eleven as his daughter, daughter is not gonna ever be normal. No. Like.
1: Which, okay, which brings <laughs> us to the, the Will or Mike and and Eleven oh constantly making out right in front of Hopper, or at least to the side of Hopper, uh-huh. thinking that he can't see or doesn't know what's going on. You know, the idea that he's gonna have a conversation with him. How can Mike be such a douche right in front of him? Because he's Hormones. a teenager.
2: <laughs> Hormones will make you do really brash things that don't make logical (laughs) sense. Which
1: then brings me to the next thing. He gets into the car with with Hopper. Like, does Hopper have... Like, the ability to scare this kid when this kid has been through so much already. Like, they faced Demi Gorgons and Mind yep. Flayers and his best friend levitating off a hospital yes. bed and shit like that. Like
0: Hopper was there helping them and killing and those monsters that were after him. So, of course, he can do it because <laughs> Hopper also went through that shit <laughs> and, like, killed people. Well, <laughs> so Hopper's also go. the
2: gate to uh, Eleven, even though Eleven is yeah. also somewhat rebellious.
0: But
1: see... 11 is to me mike is also using 11 as a protective shield like hey you can't really do anything to us because my girlfriend can has telekinetic powers that can destroy you know whole worlds like yeah. kind of thing so what are you going to actually do to us so when he gets her away from him or gets him away from her it makes sense that he's like oh fuck where's my where's my security where's my girlfriend? <laughs> Yeah, you have to separate them yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. together you know. they're strong but apart <laughs> Oh thank you you (laughs) Confucius Or uh, uh, Art of War Whatever it is Um, Look what is he gonna be able to do to Mike? Is I to me the, the thing what I would do is I'd be like, I'll tell your mom. Like, I feel like the mom could definitely set Mike right.
0: Uh, to be fair, thinking of the last few seasons, the amount that Mike and Nancy have gotten away it's with true. in that household. Their
1: parents are pretty oblivious <laughs> their to are everything. Pretty
0: oblivious. And if she's gonna be having a possible affair with somebody who's possessed by a shadow demon, like Yikes. Is it <laughs> Is she really going to be able to care about Mike?
1: Do we get to see Susie by the end of the season? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Speaking like of the what,
0: very end of the season.
1: So kind of
2: uh, as I think this was an Easter egg, but when Dustin comes back from his like engineering camp or whatever it was, and he's showing them like, oh, look what I made while I was over there. And I was like, yeah, these are like little lame projects that whatever mm-hmm. but one of the things he did was like a battery or motorized hammer yeah yeah i was like they had that in gremlins
1: yeah that's right his yeah. father made that yeah shaky thing
2: i was like oh that's kind
1: of cool they, they, they know how to hit their nostalgia like yeah, you said <laughs> <I definitely do. laughs> um anything else you want to say about this episode was there anything that we didn't hit on no
0: i i do kind of want to go back to how like you felt like it was an episode about eleven. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's how the Russians get her is that she's not so focused on, you know, she's being that normal teenager just making out with her boyfriend all the time. Maybe that's how you know she is. it's intentional distraction, mm. intentional her not being the forefront. Maybe uh,
2: Jake Busey is a mm. really really good smarmy asshole.
1: I mean Jake Busey's always smarmy. He's just Jake Busey. <laughs> Jake Busey. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I, mean, I something's got to happen to him by the end of the episode or oh, end yeah. the season,
2: right? I'm sure. Oh yeah, He's yeah. gonna die or he's, something. He's so. a, he's gonna be a, so. a body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that they brought back. What's his face's sister? The little girl at the mall calls him the Dick Face or oh. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. That's mm-hmm. which sucks. Tell I don't See, know. We have
2: Mike, Dustin, Will yep and uh, that guy and that that guy. Guy, his, his little sister
1: his little sister you know yeah. just last season kind of stole it and mm-hmm. and uh and then him in the redhead and i don't remember her name either like, oh yeah her she, name was max she gives mad him max. As, as much yeah because she called calling herself mad max last yeah. season uh gives him as much guff as uh mm-hmm she can like oh great she's the perfect woman huh uh, like, oh. oh
0: really no call
2: back to uh last season uh dustin still has the farrah faucet spray i don't remember that when he was asking steve for hair tips
1: oh, oh right.
0: that's right that's where it came from oh gosh that stuff is horrible yeah <laughs> so he, also
1: that's what we we're gonna bring up steve steve working at scoops ahoy uh, the idea that he didn't get into college and his dad. But he was
2: talking about how Steve. he's thinking about it.
1: Yeah, but his dad is also cutting him off, or at least making him earn his way. Like, oh yeah, that's the thing. Was like, why is he working there? He's he's from a rich family. Like I don't understand what's going on. Uh, Nancy obviously didn't go to college. If so she's doing a being a copy girl at a mm-hmm. newspaper place,
2: she is sleeping
1: with Jonathan yeah. and sneaking out the window. But. I don't understand why, when Joyce obviously knows that she's there. He's Lucas, by
0: the way. I mean, yeah, but they like to pretend.
1: Oh, that's right, Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they need to pretend. (laughs)
0: They need to pretend that they're sneaking around. Uh, Moms always know. (laughs) Jonathan
1: is is working as a photographer for the newspaper. Um, Does Hawkins need a big... I mean, is it big enough to, to need that much of a staff on their newspaper? Like, Man, I know it's 1985 They did have a lot of people
2: well,
0: me, There were you, a lot of guys On that little You gotta
2: have a table. weather guy A sports guy An editorial Probably a cartoonist I mean And then you have The, the head honcho The uh, editor in chief editor yeah um, And then the hot shot You know Whatever Which I'm guessing Is Jake Busey Yeah, yeah. Who the complained about Not having the- mustard <laughs> um, So yeah It kind of makes sense And not a
1: single woman In the whole office Except for The other receptionist uh, Nancy and the receptionist Yeah Yeah uh. Uh, yeah, okay, so, um, I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited for the rest of the season, I've only heard good things from other people that have finished it off already, Mm -hmm. yeah, Uh,
2: so, and I'm avoiding Reddit because every other post appears to be some kind of spoiler, don't
1: they have like episode, uh, subreddits, like. Just for certain episodes? So they can,
2: do, but I don't want to risk accidentally spoiling myself just by clicking on it. Oh, yeah. Like and you did for Spider-Man Far From Home? I Yeah, no. I saw that ahead of time. and You know what, though? I wasn't disappointed. I'm like, yes! I'm sucks that I didn't see it for the first time in the theater,
1: but that was awesome. <clears throat> okay, so if anybody else has any opinions on this episode, Spider-Man Far From Home, or any of the news stories that we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. I am on Twitter. I am at Michipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for geek Elite media john is also on twitter as
2: i am at magic
1: bollocks and do you also like zendaya's pout i want to know <laughs> okay and jessica can also be found on twitter now
0: i'm at jm bailey writes on twitter
1: <laughs> the rest of Geekly media is at geek Elite media on twitter at geek Elite media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek Elite media is our facebook page check out our website geek for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geekly media network but until next time this is the Geek's Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out.
0: out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.